Hi, lovelies, and welcome to episode number 34. I have decided to opt out of my podcast intro because by now, you know me, you know what I do. I would say that we are past that and your time is precious, so I want to honor that. But if you are someone that's finding this episode by chance, you probably want to go back to the beginning anyway, or we can connect on Instagram. So I'll leave the link to connect with me there in the show notes and would love for you to share a screenshot of your favorite episode in your Instagram story or message me your favorite episode. And um, this is because I am right now creating my content for 2020 and I wanna make sure it's really going to help you. So welcome to a very special episode all about fear timely given Halloween I know and special thanks to Abby for messaging me and suggesting this topic I love hearing from you with topics you want help with so don't be shy be sure to send me topics that you would like to see via Instagram or email okay so Abby messaged and asked me to speak about flat out fear in her words she wanted me to discuss fear of the future or irrational things for example fear of the unknown or fear of an apocalypse coming after watching a show about an apocalypse and fear about how the population of earth is destroying the planet in terms of pollution burning the rainforest and she said i always know it's either a irrational or b possibly rational but something i shouldn't live my life fearing how do you shut that off okay So today I'm gonna be talking all about fear, where it comes from, how it can be useful, and why some people enjoy it, and then sharing what we can do about it. Let's start with the definition. And I love doing this because our brains are so quick to say, yes, yes, I know what that is, move on. But really looking into the definition of something and understanding what it is, is a really important first step right? Ambiguity is going to create more fear and anxiety and uncertainty. So here's your definition. Fear is a feeling induced by perceived danger or threat that occurs in certain types of organisms, which causes a change in metabolic and organ functions and ultimately a change in behavior, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from perceived traumatic events. So in episode 14, I shared with you how the world works. And if you haven't listened for a while, go back and listen. Literally, that is how the world works. So I would listen to that over and over until it really clicks. And in that episode, I teach all about the connection between our thoughts, our feelings, and behaviors. And you can see the pattern that I teach in this definition above. So fear is a feeling, and your feelings come from your thoughts. This is where you perceive danger. perception of danger is by definition your thinking about certain things and this explains why one person can be afraid of snakes while another has a pet snake they just have different thoughts about snakes same with flying spiders heights you name it it's not the thing causing the fear otherwise they would cause that fear in all of us so our thoughts that cause this fear are coming from a few different places. Firstly, I read a quote somewhere that said, fear has been around as long as, like since the beginning of time, right? Fear is an evolutionary instinct. It's been embedded into our brains 
And this makes sense because people who feared the right things survived and they passed on their programming around fear to the next generation and the next generation until it came down to us. And this can show up, for example, in fear of certain animals that were once life-threatening. So this Friday, I was with a friend telling her about this topic on fear, and she said to me that she had a really irrational fear of snakes, and she remembered the exact moment it happened. When she was watching Aladdin as a child, the cartoon version, um, when the staff turned into a snake. Here's what's interesting. There are a lot of Disney movies with a lot of animals that are evil. So why did she get this fear of snakes from Aladdin, but no fear of an octopus after watching The Little Mermaid or any of the other movies, evil animals? <laughs> and that's partly because we're predisposed to have certain thoughts about animals that could kill us in the past, right? It can take such a small trigger to reignite that fear that exists deep into our psyche, deep into our evolutionary programming. And this same explanation can actually apply to an apocalypse. We are the descendants of survivors of any and every cataclysmic event that ever happened on Earth. And this can probably be, be this is probably showing up in our pre-programming in ways we don't yet fully comprehend over things that we don't even know happened. So fear and the anticipation of things that we fear, for example, a snake, literally kept our predecessors alive. And that's why we have this skill. So secondly, our thought-inducing fears also come from what we've experienced in our own lives. And actually, we know that fears can literally be taught thanks to some studies going back as far as 1920, in the case where... Um, an infant was taught to fear white rats. It was kind of not okay how it was done, but he was taught fear. Um, and in my own life, I can think about this. My mum was afraid of escalators. Guess what? So was I for a pretty long time. And even now when we're together, we hold hands and count to walk on them. So when I'm with her, I feel more fear than when I'm not with her. Crazy. This is why also some people have a fear of pollution, fear of fires, or fear of earthquakes, because they've been exposed to different things in their life. And the more exposure you have, the more likely you are to have thoughts about it that create fear. And this exposure doesn't have to be in life. It can be via the news or via movies, in Abby's example of the apocalypse movie. In saying that, just because something happens doesn't mean you will experience fear. Right? In Abby's example, plenty of people watch a movie about an apocalypse and don't experience the same fear afterwards. So the fear is only coming from our thoughts about the movie and apocalypse. So now we know why we have fear. The truth is, fear isn't all bad. We wouldn't survive without fear. Your fear is what stops you from crashing your car into the person in front of you or jumping off a plane or probably walking around certain parts of town late at night alone. So that fear is keeping you alive. We also know that plenty of people enjoy fear. We literally created a holiday to celebrate it. So fear is a form of pleasure for many, whether it's theme parks, scary movies, or adrenaline junkies. Feeling the fear in your body and surviving it 
can actually create more confidence in other areas of your life. And some people even find relief from their anxiety when watching scary movies. Again, it depends on their perceived sense of the danger. So the more realistic it is or the more fear-inducing it is for them, the less likely it is going to relieve them of anxiety. So don't necessarily try this at home, kids. So why does this happen? And this is because fear creates distraction. It pulls you into the present moment where you are not focused on the past, not worried about the future, and you are just exactly where you are. Your brain's on high alert. And this is why catastrophizing can actually become an addictive way to avoid what's going on in our lives. And I had a conversation last week with someone interested in coaching for her career and procrastination. And when really, as we delve into the areas of her life, this was a distraction to what was really going on and what was really upsetting her, right? The areas of her life she really wanted to transform. She was so convinced she couldn't that she picked this distraction. And we see the same thing in fear, right? Fear of an apocalypse is more comfortable to sit in than a fear that you are going to fail in your business. It gives your brain a break from worries that will require effort. For example, worrying about weight loss requires you to go to the gym. Worrying about something you have no control over requires you to do nothing. And the greater issue here is that when we are focusing our energy on these large-scale fantasy catastrophes, we're not doing anything about the very real and imminent threats in front of us. And in some cases, we read about disasters so much that we become hardened to them, which again means we aren't going to take productive action. And this can be seen, for example, in climate change. So a lot of people are talking about a problem, not many people are acting on it. And all this actually ties into exactly what we can do about fear. And the answer is not to Google it. Don't Google it. The answer is not to sit at home and dwell on it. And the answer is not to judge ourselves. Tell ourselves we're doing something wrong and feel bad. And the answer is not to be confused, right? Confusion is an illusion. I think I'll do that on a later podcast episode. So awareness always comes first. If you are feeling fear, ask yourself why. Put pen to paper or talk with a coach, right? This is how I begin with my clients. If you don't get clarity around your fear, it's going to keep having power over you. Get super clear. Next up, the simple question, so what? So what if there's an apocalypse? What does that mean? Likely you'll die and then you won't feel the fear anyway, but you can ask this multiple times. So what? Okay, so what's the problem if you die? Okay, and go really into it because you'll be surprised where this can take you. Now, this can be a bit more tricky to do if you're attempting to do it by yourself or without a coach because your brain will probably want to slip into, I don't know, and this is silly, but just notice it. Let it be there, expect it, and stick with it. And if you really can't do it, of course, get in touch with me. I can help you. So uncovering your thoughts is so important. This can also be a good time to check if this fear is really distracting you from something else. So here you can notice patterns. For example, do you go to that fear when you're supposed to go on a date or social event or do something in particular for work or start thinking about your future? You really have to be curious and get to know all about your fear. 
even when your instinct is telling you to avoid it, ignore it, run away. That doesn't work, you have to dive deeper. And as mentioned, you can even use one fear to avoid another fear. This is just one of many examples that I teach my clients of how crazy our brains are, <laughs> truly. So I've been having many conversations in the last week or so about fear to get ready for this podcast with all different people that are amazing. And the thing is, fear doesn't mean you shouldn't do something all the time. Fear is not a stop sign. You can feel fear and still go on the date. You can feel fear and still do a sales pitch. You can feel fear and still get on a flight. Trust me, I've done it. And actually, this is a massive opportunity for growth. Being willing to feel that fear is the game changer. There's no need to reach for the wine, Instagram, or book a vacation. You can be present with your fear and feel it in your body. Reminder, a feeling is a vibration in your body caused by your thoughts. So fear is not a stop signal. You can still get on the flight with fear and the fear itself will not kill you. And I explained this to my friend that we were discussing at the, at the beginning of the episode, Aladdin, snakes, um, and she suggested that it could be harmful if you had a panic attack. But here's the thing, you won't die from a panic attack. I've had them, I know. If you are willing to feel the experience, that is when you become unstoppable, right? You may have heard the saying, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. That's because fear alone will not kill you, but giving into your fear may stop you from living. So this week, think about one fear you have and spend time getting to know it. Try to understand it, be curious about it. And if it's available for you, in what ways can you challenge it? Okay, that's all from me this week. If you like the episode, be sure to share about it on Instagram or wherever, and you can tag me. I will leave my account in the show notes. Have a lovely week, enjoy the holiday affair, and I'll be back to talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.